0: Well hello everyone and welcome to the inaugural episode of Zest Radio. Today I'm sitting down with Chris Bradshaw from our Ingham office to talk about the Job Seeker payment.
1: Welcome along Chris. Hi Chris. Um, hi everyone. I hope isolation is treating you well.
0: So Chris, the Job Seeker payment is interesting because prior to COVID-19 it was a fairly limited payment for people who are out of work. Since COVID-19, though, I understand there have been a number of changes that perhaps will make the payment um, open up to a lot more people. So tell me, what are the changes and who can get the JobSeeker payment? There's initially
1: um, three points of requirements to be met. Um, The first point being between the age of 22 and the age pension age. Now, the age pension age, it will change with your year of birth. Um, the second point is that we need to meet a residency requirement, and the third point is we need to uh, stay within an income and assets test limit
0: okay so let's imagine now that we've met all of those requirements are there any other circumstances or any other things that we need to be aware of uh, that will affect our eligibility for JobSeeker.
1: There is two other rules to be aware of, um, of to affect your eligibility requirements. The first rule is meeting Settling's definition of unemployment and you need to be looking for work. Uh, if you don't meet that rule, the second rule to that is being sick or injured or unable to do your usual work or study for a short period of time.
0: Okay, so in other words if we met those first three criteria where between age 22 and pension age, we're an Australian resident uh, we're within the income and assets test, so we've got those out of the way. If we're unemployed, we would be eligible, or if we're not unemployed, but we're perhaps sick or injured or for some other reason unable to do our usual work or study, then we're potentially eligible as well. Is that, is that right? That is correct. Yes. Okay. And so, given that there's obviously some assessment process around those last two rules, what do you recommend about making any self-assessment about eligibility for JobKeeper? Correction, JobSeeker.
1: Yeah, not to make a uh, personal assessment for one would be the first recommendation. Uh, second recommendation is, is contacting Centrelink um, and, and getting them to, to determine if you meet that eligibility requirement.
0: Okay, so because everybody's circumstances would be different, you advise that people should contact Centrelink in the first instance to get some certainty about whether they're eligible for that payment or not? That is correct. Okay, that's good to know. And Chris, as part of the first three requirements, you mentioned an income and assets test. So um, let's start with the assets test first. Can you give us a bit of an overview of how that applies?
1: There was. Um You can split this into probably two areas. You've got the pre-COVID-19 and the post-COVID-19 assets test. Now, pre-COVID-19 are some strict strict asset test limits that you had to stay within and it was determined on being a couple or single or a homeowner. Right now, the government has removed that while we have um, the COVID-19 crisis going. So effectively, you could have a million dollars worth of assets and it wouldn't matter.
0: Right, so what you're saying there is that it doesn't matter what your level of assets are, that's not a reason not to apply for that, the job seeker payment. That is correct, given the changes the government has introduced. Wow, that's, that's really good. And so Chris, let's imagine now that we meet the assets test, because there effectively is no assets test as we know it at the moment. There's also an income test. So can you give us a little bit more of an insight as to how that's being applied at the moment.
1: And again, I'll bring this back to um, the pre and post COVID-19. Now, some strict conditions, or it probably around the allowable income per couple to be made. Um, What I will sort of discuss here is what the actual income has increased with with the government changes. So effectively, the couple or household couple can earn up to $3,068.80 per fortnight, or just under $80,000 per year, and they'd still be eligible for the payment. The other thing I'll bring up, Chris, also, is that we've had, um, generally there's a, a waiting periods that are required. At this time now, all waiting periods have been removed.
0: Okay, so if if I can be just clear about that, so we've got no assets test to comply with. The income test, effectively, so long as we're under $80,000 a year, and obviously we're unemployed or or looking for work, we're eligible for some payment, and the government has waived the normal waiting periods. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Okay, very good. So, Chris, going on from this then, I've heard about uh, COVID-19 additional payment that the government's referred to. In fact, I was driving here just uh, before lunch and it was on the radio game. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that applies?
1: The COVID-19 payment is, uh, for anyone that is eligible from job see- for the job seeker payment, uh, the COVID-19 supplement is an additional $550 payment to you per fortnight. So when you consider that um, you, you may only be eligible for one or $2 worth of the job seeker payment, you're actually going to get the additional five hundred and fifty dollars supplement while the COVID nineteen measures are in place.
0: Okay, so so long as we get one dollar of Job Seeker, we would be eligible for the additional five hundred and fifteen. Uh, correction: five hundred and fifty dollars COVID nineteen co-payment. Is that what you called it?
1: Co-payment or supplement to the supplement re- the payment that you're receiving. That is correct. So, one dollar, two dollar, whatever you get from Job Seeker at this time we're getting an additional $550 per fortnight
0: right and and so if we receive that additional payment are there any other things we need to be aware of? Does it affect things like you know your family tax benefit and those sorts of payments?
1: The, everyone's circumstances are different, so there are things that would need to be considered. It would be one of those type of payments that you're receiving. Um, you'd also re- um, consider the tax you may pay on the payments, no taxes being withheld. Um, to go into that is probably a bit difficult given that everyone's circumstances is different.
0: Okay, so people should really get their circumstances looked at to make sure that there are no unintended consequences of taking up the payment? Of receiving the payment, that is correct, yes. Okay, so Chris, thanks for that. So obviously the government really wants as many people onto this payment as possible to keep the economy going. So how does somebody who may be listening today Um, go about applying for the payment.
1: Generally, the the simplest way to do it is apply through a MyGov account. Um, You lodge your intention to apply through that and you you fill out the questions that they have outlined um, and the payment will come back to the time that you've lodged your intention to claim.
0: Okay, so it's a matter of going to the website and um, if you haven't got a MyGov account applying for one and then once you get into your account, clicking on the appropriate COVID-19 button. Yep. And,
1: and filling out the required questions and answering the questions that they've uh, have asked you there.
0: Okay, thanks, Chris. And thanks, everybody, for listening today. So until next time, stay safe.